we will gain uh, a much deeper understanding of biology over the century than we've ever, ever had. Two years ago, who would have predicted that most Americans would know what mRNA is? I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are about to meet two very smart people, Dan Farrow and Craig Asher. Scott, nice to meet you. Uh, Dan Farrow, I am here in lovely New Hampshire. Um, I'm Craig Asher uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. today. Dan has a Ph.D. and is a scientist. Craig is an industrial engineer. They're two-thirds of the co-founding team Omics Ventures, investing in cutting-edge biotechnology. Now, to my understanding, you speak four languages? Yes, I'm working on number five, but I got a ways to go. Craig Asher, what's number five? Uh, Italiano. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm at least not ridiculous in uh, English, <laughs> French, German, and Spanish. No, I'd say your English is pretty good. You've worked really hard so on far. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Always I actually want to I want to uh, speak a little Greek to begin with, and that is the suffix uh, omics. Uh, like uh, genomics. Yes, to tell you about why that happened. Yes, uh, yes. Tell me was, why that happened. There's a good reason. So, yeah. So our name, Omics Ventures. Um, you know, we when we were getting set up, we, we we knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't know what we wanted to call ourselves. So, you know, as, as I normally do when I'm processing questions, I grab my dog, grab my wife, and we go for a walk. And I was explaining to her that we had no name for our new venture group. And she said, well, let me help you. What are, the, what are the ways that people name new VC funds? And I said, there are three, three canonical ways that people generally will name VC funds. It's either after names or initials. It's after proper nouns, usually of places of importance. Um, or you, you give it a name that's related to the subject matter that you'll be investing into. And she said, she quickly dismissed the first two. We didn't, we didn't have the ego for either of those. Um, so she said, please tell me some things that you will be investing in. And I said, well, we'll, we'll do genomics and we'll do transcriptomics and proteomics. And she said, stop right there. I'm sick of talking about this already. You're going to call your name. You're, you're going to call your firm Omics Ventures, but you're going to make it look good. So you're going to spell it O-M-X. Brilliant. That, that was it. <laughs> and then it turned out that there are several more Omics uh -oh. that uh, Dan didn't get to cover because she'd had enough. But Actually, the span of omics is uh, is is wide and increasing. It is so. Uh, so it actually turned omics, out to be a great name. The, some of those omics, uh, I think, a lot of people have never heard of. What's the most obscure? Uh, let me take that one, uh, if I may. So, sure. um, 
uh, we have, uh, uh, we're fortunate to invest in a portfolio company that should soon be unveiling secret Tomics, <laughs> which means um, basically cells uh, can secrete many things to communicate with other cells uh, on a regular basis, uh, cytokines being one example. Uh, that's how cells indicate to each other, hey, hey, virus here, go get. Omics is very much in the right place at the right time with the right people. Investors who understand the intricacies of biology at a moment when we're learning so much so quickly about how biology works. The goal for all of us is to build a very large company. We've got an incredible team, lots of awesome technology, and a market opportunity that feels boundless. That's Serge Saxenov, founder of 10X Genomics, speaking to me in 2019, shortly before the company's IPO. As he rang the opening bell on the NASDAQ, Serge said, this is the century of biology. He said, this is the century of biology. Craig Asher. This uh, is the time in which we will gather an immense amount of information uh, about biology. We'll, we'll learn a lot more about biology and we'll be able to start making biology more work for us than us work for it. Now, obviously, Serge is pointing out something that is a long-term project that uh, even in the end of, by the end of the century, we still will not have mastery of biology. That's, that's impossible. But he's very correct that we will gain uh, a much deeper understanding of biology over the century than we've ever, ever had. And we will uh, be able increasingly not just to use biology for miracles such as mRNA vaccines, uh, but for many, many other constructive purposes uh, that will further society. So yes, this is the century of biology. And Craig, I think there are people, you know, average people on the street who don't understand how exciting and how pivotal what's about to happen is. The way that they do understand, let's say, the development of personal electronics. Because 20 years ago, I was walking around with a flip phone saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Now I've got an iPhone 12 that will do magical things. So I understand personal electronics, but that what's happening in the world of biology and technology is, is something most people have no idea how big it's going to be. Dan, what are your thoughts on that idea that even people who follow tech have little appreciation for the potential of what's happening in biology I think that's true. I mean, I think it's a very complex subject matter. I think it's you're dealing in physical things that are being made that you generally can't see or understand at a physical scale that you interact with. I mean, you know, drugs, are, you know, you look at a pill, but what's actually in the pill or the therapy that your doctor is providing? I mean, it's it's a it's a black box to most people because it's not something that's front and center in their daily life. Um, I think that's changing. I think, you know, with with COVID, it's shining a big bright spotlight on healthcare, I mean, who you know, two years ago, who would have predicted that most Americans would know what mRNA is, right? N nobody would predict that. But now there's there are very vicious public debates about what is an mRNA and what does it do. Um, so there there is a great big spotlight on a lot of this now, which which is great for the field. It's it's you know it's great for the companies that that are in the space. And I think overall, it it, it does. I think it's going to yield kind of long-term gains and acceptance and awareness of the power of biology and the importance of biology within our society.
So I guess the clarification I'm looking at, and this this answer can come from either one of you, is I think if you say, if I said to to a friend, oh, I was talking to a couple of guys who work in in biotech and and genomics and and things, they would imagine that you are uh, creating a bug free corn, uh, or or you know working on a new drug or those sorts of things, and those are wonderful things. But in some cases, you know, what, what they're doing out there is creating computers out of cells. I mean, it's, it's so much bigger than bug-free corn. It's, that's exactly right. We are, we are intensely interested in this. So the idea that, you know, genetics is essentially the operating system. It is the, it's the stored information of how biology works. And, you know, I always like to think about... A, a genome is like an encyclopedia or a blueprint to how to, of how to build a building. And then each of the genes is a particular page, right? So if you need to make more doors, you print that page, you go make more doors. But the genetic information is stored. We're now really starting to understand how to read it, how to do that quickly, how to do it accurately. But then how those parts interact with each other and how you can change those parts. How, how can you edit? How can you cut and paste within that, that broader encyclopedia? And, and how can you link that then to an outcome? Um, there's a lot of work to be done, clearly, but there's very early evidence and you know, companies and therapeutics and products that are being developed now that, that it's fundamentally an editable data storage space. Um, you know, I think we really need to understand the design rules of how to use it and how to best use it and how to optimize it, but it's, it's applicable to any organism that has DNA as its, as its genome. Um, so that could be corn, and there's tons of great applications in agriculture. Um, you know, it could be you know, microbiology, synthetic biology, right? Could you make you know, something ferment to produce a bioproduct that you're interested in? Absolutely. Tons of opportunities there, massive investment there. And then the real, the, I think the real top of the mountain is when you get into human therapeutics. Um, it's a much more complex system but we're really starting to, in, in certain instances, really understand how to do it and how to do it well, where you can make genetic changes that are therapeutically beneficial to the patient. And that is intensely interesting. And, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it's a huge value add to people who kind of, you know, they, they're born with some poor genetic luck and, you know, they, they, they shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't have to go through life with that burden when it's ultimately fixable. And I, I think we're getting there. So we're invested in two... Uh, companies uh, with uh, complementary approaches towards gene therapy, for example. But let me add one other point. So the rules around the genome are definitely being explored, and that's wonderful and wild. But the rules around the proteome are now starting to become much more uh, understood. Example, yesterday, one of our portfolio companies, uh, uh, an early stage company, uh, showed us uh, in a... Um, a proper uh, crystal structure generated model that their uh, molecule could engage a, uh, a critical protein in the cell cycle for uh, cancer cell growth uh, in a way that could potentially shut it off for much, much longer than any of these uh, similar proteins in the cell cycle have been shut offable, if that's a word, in the past. In other words, much of the time, it is possible to engage these uh, cell growth proteins and, and diminish their activity for months, sometimes even years, 
but not kill them, not stop it. Cancer seems to out, outwit everything. However, this approach that they showed us yesterday, that they've elaborated through an extensive amount of, um, of, of, of protein modeling, uh, informed by a lot of data and significant intuition on their part, might generate molecular structures that can actually shut down these uh, uh, key uh, growth genitors uh, for, for potentially years and, and extend the lifespan of, uh, of women with metastatic uh, breast cancer uh, for, for a long time. I don't want to um, get and, ahead. And that's all modeling data driven. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, it's one thing to meet with an entrepreneur and they're solving a problem that needed solving. And quite another to meet with an entrepreneur who says, look, I think I just shut off cancer, at least temporarily. That's exciting. And well, here's the point, though, that uh, is worth noting, because this is why we are venture capitalists and not uh, private equity investors. When these two guys came to us with this idea, uh, it was uh, a set of drawings uh, at best, uh, thought through drawings, um, drawings and concepts that were supported by some very significant key opinion leaders whom we look up to. But that's it, drawings. Now they have, because of the data that they've generated, actual structures, uh, chemical structures, uh, crystal structures for the protein, et cetera, that show that they may be on the right track. Uh, so what I'm trying to get is we have to take leaps of faith and say, ah, this has the potential to turn into something. But where we start, it's usually uh, 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 a napkin surge and Ben from 10X had a napkin from Starbucks that had the, the basic uh, pipeline framework on it that they were going to build. We, we took a shot uh, on those two, well, three of them, actually, there's Kevin, and, and, and their napkin. So that's the point at which we have to think, okay, can this evolve into something that will be uh, meaningful? So we're definitely on the leading edge of, of where things are. Dan, I see you nodding. I, I think that's right. I, I mean, I think the nature of our business is one where, you know, I wake up every morning and I, and I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world because I get to, to do such interesting work and interact with such interesting people. But it is one where, you know, we get, it's, it's a mix of mad scientists, emphasis on scientists and emphasis on mad sometimes. Um, and it's our job oftentimes to, you know, figure out which is which. Um, and so, you know, we spend a lot of time really thinking through the, you know, what happens after the investment? Kind of what does that roadmap look like? How do they get there? You know, I, the majority of our team comes from a bit of an, an engineering and a process engineering background. And so we really do think about kind of roadmaps and timelines and budgets and kind of the process of how to get there. And, you know, we only invest when we do see that there's a path, uh, you know, that fundamentally we kind of, we invest in the path and we invest in the team, but it all starts with that really crazy idea drawn on a napkin. Um, you know, the hard work comes next. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. So, so the last thing I wanted to touch on is uh, people who follow Silicon Valley uh, would be familiar with companies like Applied Materials or ASML. They make the tools that make the chips. Uh, Silicon Valley got its name from the chips, but really, much like the, uh, the gold rush, you know, it's the selling of the tools and the creation of the tools that is really important. And this is something that Omics has, has recognized, is that the tool makers are very important in this entire process. That's right. Uh, this is, you know, this is an area that we've been investing in for a long, long time. I think, you know, arguably longer than most investors in life sciences. And I think, you know, really only the last half decade or so has the tool space really started to see a lot of value in the market. And a, a lot of new groups and investment groups have moved into it um, because of how interesting it's becoming. And, you know, we we always start from the tools frame of mind, you know, we always talk about kind of our trajectory and how we think about life sciences and advancements in the life science space. And fundamentally, it really does start with, can you build a better tool that allows you to understand the design rules of biology? And if you can, that's powerful and that's valuable and that's important. You know, it really kind of starts to uncover what is unknown within biology. And so we see that space is really interesting from an investor and really valuable from an investor perspective writ large. But it also is a bit of a force multiplier for how we operate as a fund. You know, we we oftentimes will start with the tools, but really as a group, we think downstream, what happens next? As this tool is employed and you get really interesting data that allows you to understand X within biology, can you then build a company around that new insight? And so a good example of, uh, of kind of how we think about this, you know, we, we invested early on in a company called Inscripta. They're in Boulder, Colorado, and in, and in Pleasanton, California. And they, they built an instrument that allows researchers to do genome engineering using CRISPR enzymes at, a, at scale. I mean, you can make 100,000 different genotypes of a microbe and understand how all those genes work and what they do. And they had built it with the idea of we will build an instrument that researchers everywhere will want to use and need to use because it's the you know it's a best in breed instrument to do this type of genome engineering. 
downstream of that, people will use this instrument to do genome engineering and produce products and things of value. And so we then made an investment in another company, which was customer number one of Inscripta. And it's a company in the Bay Area called Sestina. And they took this instrument and they said, great, thank you. This is an amazing instrument. We will use it to make microbes that produce bioproducts that we want to produce, high value bioproducts that can be made in an E. coli or in a yeast cell and have used this instrument as their kind of R&D backbone. And so we really do look for opportunities like that where our insight in the tool space leads to a what's next and the application of that tool because fundamentally there's value in both spaces, we think. Um, and, and, and you know that's just one example. There's several others in our portfolio, but that's really how we, we think about kind of linking all of our investments across that value chain. Craig, that makes total sense that you invest in a tool company and then the people who want that tool probably are very good investments as well. Exactly. And often it's the case, we've been very fortunate, that our friends who were uh, supporting uh, and the tools companies say, hey, uh, these guys have really keen insight into using the data that we're helping uh, them generate. Uh, why don't you talk to them? And so that's often the way the progression uh, actually transpires. The last question I have for you, and and this is you know one for both of you, is is what are you most excited about? And 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 I don't mean you know well it's the specific company and they're doing, it, but but broadly, what is the 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 end target of things? You start with you, Craig. What are you most excited about ahead in in biology here? I'm seeing that there's hope. Those my wife always reminds me there's no proof until there's proof that there will be drugs forthcoming from all this data uh, and uh, from our investments in some of these drug companies as well that will uh, knock down some very, very pernicious uh, and terrible uh, diseases that are prevalent today. Um, uh, again, um, if we can uh, help uh, reduce the, um, uh, the, 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 well, extend lifespan for people with metastatic breast cancer. Oh, wow. Thank God. Um, if we can, uh, take some of these terrible, uh, diseases, which, uh, uh, genetic defect, uh, generate diseases, which kill, uh, kids in, uh, in, in early childhood and give them a life, uh, a, a real life. Uh, wow. Thank God. Uh, there are a whole suite of these opportunities where we're invested now, where if things continue to go right, uh, will be um, better. Uh, again, th there's no way we will stop cancer and there's no way we will uh, be able to arrest every uh, genetic uh, defect, but we should be able to make a dent uh, that's noticeable in the next 20 years. And that's what keeps me very, very excited every day is to keep chipping away at this and get a bit of a dent to happen and, and extend lifespan and uh, make life better. Uh, yes, that is something that we can see happening uh, with what we're doing. So yeah. I, I agree with everything Craig said. I, I, I usually do. He, he's, <laughs> he's the smart one within our group. I think, you know, tactically too, I, you know, when I get excited on a day-to-day -day basis, it's what, what really, you know, makes my socks roll up and down is when I see a company who is really leveraging 
biology, the design rules of biology. I always say, you know, I, you know, when I talk to folks that are that are entrepreneurs, I often will say, you know, I, I get really interested when you show me a, a drug builder. I am less interested when you show me a drug hunter in terms of how they're approaching, you know, their, the, the drug they're trying to find. Um, I, I get really excited when I see a company who is, takes known science, really well-validated science, and can apply those design rules to create something to directly fix a problem. And it just, it's those, those opportunities and those types of companies and products are just so obvious to me in, in their utility that when I see something like that, my light bulb goes on immediately and I get really excited and I call Craig and I start to yell on the phone. Um, but I, I, I do think that, you know, on a day-to-day basis, when you see folks who can, who can take what is known about biology, tweak it and exploit it for a fit for purpose use, that is that is our, you know, as, as individuals, as people, that is our best shot at creating things that can directly address a problem in health. Um, and so, so on a day-to-day basis, that's what gets me the most excited. Craig Asher and Dan Farrow of Omics Ventures. Next week on Sand Hill Road. Can you hear me now? Rick Yang, head of consumer investing at Menlo Park's NEA on video games and the new school sports. And nobody's ever really seen anything like this before. And I I think in some ways you can draw analogies to traditional sports and activities. In some ways you just can't, right? Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.